And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today, today is the 4th of April, year of our Lord 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I am, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, I should have amended the introduction there. You're wearing a t-shirt today. What's the weather looking like in Michigan? T-shirt no, Edwards today. First of all, it's it's not any t-shirt. It's Deanna Nolan. Uh, Tweedy, Flint's finest, uh, best player on the Shocks title teams. With all due respect to Swin Cash, to Swin Cash, yeah. Well, I mean, with all due respect to Swin Cash, Tweedy is the best. Uh, I mean, I didn't wear a T-shirt outside. I, I, I had a flannel over this, uh, but it was like sixty. You got to sixty-seven. You We're guys are there. Yeah, you're getting some warm days. We're having a 70 degree degree day here in Chicago this week. You know, speaking of uh, women's basketball, real quick, I think we might have to update our big board. Where are you putting Caitlin Clark? Man, I mean, it'd be hard to take Scoot over her to be. Yeah, <laughs> it would be hard. Pistons could use Caitlin Clark. You could you could really use that confidence, that ego on a team that otherwise doesn't have a lot. That whole thing is. I don't really. I mean, this we don't need to get into it because it. I, say this, no. I didn't want to tweet. I was happy I didn't. But like, I feel like people who listen to this show, uh, yeah, that we don't need to explain to them the just ridiculousness of what went on on Twitter in regards to the trash talking etiquette. Yeah, yeah, and the racism behind that. But we'll let it go. Um, well, we're not going to let it go. We're just not going to talk about it because it was so dumb. Shout out to LSU. Uh, shout out to Caitlin shout Clark. Shout out to LSU. Yes. Shout out to both. It was. Tremendous game. It's been a tremendous women's tournament. The men's tournament's been awesome. Uh, that ends the day right now. By like, the time the people are listening to this, us. the Natty will have already been played. Do you want to spend thirty seconds making predictions? Let's 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 predict the future. When people are listening to this, they'll know what happened. But I'm gonna say, uh, man, James, that Natty was crazy. UConn winning by fifteen. Wow, kind of a snooze fest, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think UConn wins by double digits. Yeah, they're just too good. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good team. Jordan Hawkins. Troy gets another second, a second first round pick. Jordan Hawkins would be a very nice fit for this team. I'm just saying. You know, usually in these last like few episodes, like the last month or something, when we start the show, we've done non-piston stuff, and then we transition into piston stuff. I'm actually kind of fed up with some stuff today, so we're going to start with the Pistons. But before we do that, James, The Athletic has another promo this week, and why don't you pump to the people what you are writing for them? Do we? Oh, yeah. you can. Get, I think you can get a sub for $1.50. Uh, right now, my most recent story, which I teased last week on the pod, I got it done. I talked to the autograph seekers of Oklahoma City in Houston they're in every city, though. I was just on this recent road trip. Those were the cities I was in. 
um, and talk to them about how in the hell that they learn where the team is, how in the hell they uh, go about getting these autographs, the grind that they do, the weirdness that they've seen other people take. Um, if uh, I guess if you're not familiar, and I don't know why many people would be, but and I can only speak for the Pistons, but I know this happens with pretty much – it happens with every NBA team, and I would assume it happens with every other major sports team. Like, there are always people sitting outside of their hotel, like, before games, after games. It's insane. And I've noticed it over the years, and I'm like, how do they find out? And even, like, the players didn't really, like, know how they found out. So I wrote a story. I talked to a bunch of guys who showed up at the Pistons Hotel early – right before the first bus earlier in the day it was there was a lot to choose from um and and kind of talked about that wild world of auto the extremes people go to for autograph seeking so check that out um i mean and then other than that i'm just kind of just trying to get through the season nothing sure you're telling I me would, yeah i would imagine uh would imagine the pistons owner tom goris would probably talk sometime this week they have two home games left so i'd imagine we'll probably talk to him so I'll probably write something off that. And then, um, yeah, the final game of the year is Sunday in Chicago. And you're and you're not going to be there, but I'm going to be there. Yeah, was he – was it last year that Tom Gore's last game of the year did like a locker room speech before the game? I think so. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was the start of this season. Uh, he's usually – I mean, he's at – other games throughout the year but he's usually always at the final home games well the only reason i say that is because i remember the pistons let me do they had like a fan experience where they like zoomed in like 15 fans and then during that i think i'm trying to remember who were the were the people like tina was a part of that because remember you went over to her laptop and said hello and it was like hey i'm looking at james and it's you know that was cool had a little reunion during that experience but i remember part of it was they like invite a player to like this zoom before the game and you get to like ask him a question, and the player that we got was Saban, which was cool. But they were late getting Saban because Tom Gores was in the locker yeah. room doing a. So it must have been the last last game of the year then, if it was Saban. Well, I guess yeah. There you go. And actually, because this kind of goes into the people who get autographs and stuff like that. Guess who else was was in that Zoom? Was Pistons Piston fan and Indy, who was another big uh, autograph guy. But he he usually does it at the game. Like, he just kind of hovers at the tunnel, I'm pretty sure. You yeah. did a profile on him. I did, yeah. He's a collector. I, I would imagine, he, I don't know if he does the hotel stuff. I can't remember, but I, he's definitely, I've seen him at games and stuff. So, yeah, I actually forgot you did that experience. But, yeah, man, less than a week left. Excited. Are You're excited for it to be done. You're not going to miss this season at all. I think this is probably the most forgettable season that we as Piston fans have had. In a, and, and that's why I said I wanted to lead with this up at the top because I just kind of want to get it out of the way because we are definitely at that point in the season where it's like we can't do player grades because, well, TBD, we're going to be doing uh, uh, player grades next week, I guess, because the season will be over. But it's like, what do you? this team stinks. The Orlando second quarter was an embarrassment. You go like six possessions where four of them are turnovers. You only get two shots off, and they were both misses. And there are moments where you're just kind of like, is the most exciting thing about the last like month of Pistons basketball is being like, Corey Joseph got a haircut. That looks good. <laughs> like, who's his barber? It has been, in terms of like content, for the last – uh, let's say two months. This has probably definitely been the toughest year. 
But I also want to caution people to remember, like, I understand getting upset. I understand, like, just the natural instincts that fans have. But it should be, like, there's a couple things that need to be remembered that just don't get remembered in the heat of the Pistons losing a game on a Tuesday night. And I just feel like people make, even up to, like, as late as the Orlando game, people are making sweeping conclusions about this team going forward because of how they're performing right now. One, and this feels like it has to be said all the time, is, like, Cade hasn't played since, what was it, November? Yeah. Like, he's the best player on the team, guys, on a team that's young. It's uh, that Once he went down, I don't know what people expected. I just don't understand. On top of that, it's been about a month and a half where they've missed – they've been without six NBA players. <laughs> Isaiah Stewart, Bojan, Alec Burks, uh, Hamadou Diallo. And I'm missing. I'm missing one more. Well, Livers has been kind of in and out too. He's been in and out. I'm missing one more. Hold on. Cade Liver or Cade Burks, Bogey, Stu, Bagley was out for a little bit too. All right, there's like five, six, seven. Why are people watching this? One, why are they watching? I was gonna say if you could it, have just ended it, it there. Why are they watching? <laughs> yeah, if it's like upsetting them that much, I don't. I'll never understand. There's nothing on planet Earth I love other than family and friends. I love that much that if something makes me that upset, that I'm gonna sit there and watch it. There's always next season. It's just it's baffling to me how on a Sunday night that everybody was sitting there bitching about them losing to Orlando by 20 without eight players. Again, I understand it. You want to see this, you want to see that, you want to see... At the end of the day, they're missing eight NBA players on a team that doesn't have many NBA players. Like, yeah. half the guys that are playing won't be on the team next year. Well, So, I just... Yeah, I don't... I don't know why people just can't, like, turn it off and come back next year. Like, I just... I don't understand why that's so hard. Yeah, I mean, you could do what we did in the last week. Binge- I can't do that. Well, you can't, but we finished White Lotus over here in the Hinkle household. We're done with that. We said last week we wanted to watch it a night like last night. It's like I'm not watching this game. Let's do something else. Guess what? There was a new episode of Succession. I'd rather I'd which I didn't mention at the top, but beautiful episode of Succession. Um, But my concern is this because people are objectively right. Like you go into this summer, you're you have cap space, which we should probably do a quick spiel about Cam Johnson because there are some things about that that confuse me. But we'll get to that in just a second. You go into this offseason, you have cap space, you're going to get your fun little draft pick, then Cade's going to come back, and you're going to have, it's going to be great, right? But if this is a team that wants to make the play-in next year, you're going to have to have a win improvement of like 25 games. Do we think that Cade plus stuff is no, getting them 20? 25 games. They've won 16. That's 40, they've 41 and 41. It would be 41 and 41. I mean, to make sure that you're in the play-in, 25 games, you have to probably be around 35, no? That's a that's a big difference. It's 20 games. It's Okay, we're talking about five. Of, okay, you need a 20 to 25 game win improvement. There are teams that have done it. Orlando has done it. OKC has done it. It's not, it's not a, okay, 22 win improvement. Like 38 is the final plan. There you but go. Let's, 
okay, even let's think about it like this. I was talking about this, somebody like this the other day. Without Cade, how many more wins like are they this close to having? Like they're probably like fifteen possessions away in my mind from being like tw- having twenty three wins. Agreed, because you look at the last month alone, they've lost on three putbacks at the buzzer. There's that. Yeah. There's the epic collapse where they were up fifteen with a minute and a half left against the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, there was another game like that, and I'm sure there's like three or four more. Okay, so we'll say, and again, they didn't win those. So it's like we're just come on. We have it's the last week of the season where we have a podcast to do. <laughs> they didn't win those, but they are point seconds away from winning nine extra games without Kate. Right? Yeah. So that puts them at twenty five. There's a chance Cade's presence helps them win 10 more. There's a chance. At least five. But, so you're at, at, yeah, 100%. And you're at 30, and everybody feels a lot better about it, right? Yep. yep. So, like, again, this is extreme hypotheticals, but it's, like, not impossible uh, to make the leap. Like, I still – I don't know. I, I still don't – as much as Jalen – as fun as Jalen Williams and OKC has been and – as fun as Lou Dort is, like I still just don't think OKC without Shea is like that much better. You know what I mean? Like if Cade's that dude, again, I'm not expecting him to come into next season being Shea. Shea is no. a and Shea is a top four MVP candidate in my eyes, top five. But Cade's, I think, I believe that Cade's going to be one of those guys at some point. It's one of those things, too, that, like, you're, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, because this is the point that people make. Like, like this is what you've been saying since day one that we started being bad and started committing to doing what we're doing, where it's like, this is what we've always wanted to happen. And guess what? If there's a year that you are going to be, like, franch- in terms of, like, franchise history, historically bad at basketball, it's probably a good year to do it, right? Because yeah. guess what? The Pistons are about to lock up the worst record. However, I will say... As we have, the science. we have mentioned on this podcast before. No, you. You did this. You get I, all the credit. So if you look at the history of the lottery, the team that has won the lottery the most throughout NBA history is the team with the third worst record. Is there any I math it was to second. this? It's third. I'll show you the okay. graphic. I have a spicy okay. graphic that I made for this. All right. Um, it's the third worst record. And there's really no math to this because it's also not taking into account the fact that they've changed the odds you know, and how they work and how they're structured in the lottery a, a, a number of times over the last, what, 40 years that they've been doing the lottery. Um, but that is how it breaks down, right? If it that, And I saw a stat that even recently the team with the worst record hasn't won the lottery in a little bit. If you rap about something for 30 seconds, I can pull up the picture and I can tell you. All right. Um, hip, the hop, the hip. Oh. oh, you meant talking. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, I understand everybody's frustration. I get it. It's been tough basketball to watch since about Cade went out. But I think it's it's for at least the two, last two months specifically. Like this just hasn't been a complete basketball team, and I understand getting upset watching it. But to make sweeping conclusions about what the future is going to look like, I just think is a little bit is a step or two too far. To be honest with you, okay. So the last time a team with the worst record in the NBA won the lottery was the 2018 Phoenix Suns, and that's when they drafted DeAndre Ayton. 
for those who are curious, when the Pistons won the lottery and they got Cade, 2021, that was when, uh, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to say what record they had. They had the second worst record. And then Mm -hmm. when the Magic won last year, they also had the second worst record. So uh, the last team that won with the third worst record, Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, before that, Cavs, 2013, which was Kyrie, not Anthony Bennett, right? Anthony Bennett was 11. No, Kyrie was before Anthony Bennett. So Okay, so 2013 was Anthony Bennett then. Yeah, I think so. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if you're finishing or Wiggins, with, or it might have been the Wiggins. No, Wiggins was 15 because yeah, LeBron right. or 14. It was 14 because LeBron yeah. came back. Yeah. You know, if you finish with the worst record, we all know this. Great. At least you have a top five pick. But you know what felt really good about the year that we won the lottery and got Cade? It felt like the perfect tank year. Like dudes like. That's when uh, Stu, you know, rose from the ashes. That's when Sadiq rose from the ashes. These two guys who you traded for on draft night, they both land on all rookie teams. It felt like the and Jeremy Grant, it was his first year. He's having like a career year where in the in the first season that he's taken a bet on himself, the first year of the $60 million contract. And we're like, wait, what do we have here? And we were rewarded with Cade Cunningham. It felt so Great. I think we've said on this show, or at least I have, maybe hyperbolically, that it was like literally the most effective tank that has ever been executed ever. You know how awful it's going to feel when this team picks fifth? You know how many people are going to stop caring when this team picks fifth? How bad that's going to feel? It's going to suck. And I'm not trying to put it into the universe and just be negative this whole episode, but like we just have to be real for a second. What if that happens? Because I know we've also both been like, it's rigged. Like, let's just be honest. It's probably a little bit, you know, the NBA does I think, a little I bit think of stuff here and I, there. I usually, I, I usually, I'm usually joking, but it's kind of weirdly setting up for Dallas to win it. I The Portland thing really worries me. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be the Spurs. Everyone's like, well, why would the league, yeah. if they're going to oh rig God, it, why, yeah. would they send this, why would they send Wimby to the Spurs? Nobody, I don't know, man. I think the Spurs are going to move to Austin soon. It's one of those things where, like, Let's just be fair for two seconds. Who is a team that could win that we would look at and be like, no, nah, that's not rigged. That just kind of happened. I honestly think that a pretty good case for it not being rigged is, ooh, wait, no, the Pelicans thing. I was going to say the, the Pels getting Zion, but that's not it because they were going to move because wasn't the lease on the Smoothie King Center like Gail Benson wouldn't renew it or something, so they were going to have to leave town. But then uh, an eight, and, vaguely remember. and Anthony from, from Davis there. had just left, so they didn't really have any star power at the time. So they're like, let's give New Orleans this nice thing so that they don't have to move. I can connect any dot you need me to. I was literally about to say any team that wins the lottery, it's easy to make a case for, oh, it was rigged. This is why they won. But like that's except why I was Detroit. saying, except, well, but if the, if the league or Houston. wants... What is the argument for Let's try to fabricate something really quick. If Houston wins the lottery, why? They feel bad about Steven Silas? No, I that's mean, not I, a good I, argument, I, I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think if I think if Houston wins, there's an, it's there's very little uh, argument for it being rigged. Same with Detroit. Uh, anything <sighs> else? Like even the Spurs, I don't think it's necessarily. Again, I don't. That's for Popovich because it's his here. Hall of Fame year. Oh, I'm, and this is me joking. Like, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I just wondered why. Listen, I just don't get why Pop is still doing this. Like, for what? Like, to what game? Yeah, and again, yeah. I believe his wife recently passed away, so maybe this is his way of staying busy. Like, again, that that certainly seems like the reason why. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Dallas is out of the play-in. Lucas P.O.'d. Just saying. 
Kyrie's thinking about maybe entertaining some offers if the if the Mavs won't pay him. How else is Dallas going to get better? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Keep I, an eye on This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Speaking of free agency, I mentioned the Cam Johnson thing up top. I've seen a lot of Pistons fans kind of going out on a limb and talking about if it's not Jeremy Grant, it, it could be Cam Johnson or Kyle Kuzma. And the Kyle Kuzma thing you don't have to explain to me because Flintstone. I don't think that happens. Well, I agree, but we'll get to that in a second. The Kyle Kuzma thing makes sense because, just in a vacuum, you know, we know that he wants to leave, A, because the Wizards stink, and B, because they don't want to pay him, allegedly, what he wants to be paid. We know for a fact that one of those things are true. Right. One of those things is at least true, that the Wizards stink and nobody cares. But the other thing with how much he wants to be paid and will he get paid, Who? yeah, who knows? That remains to be seen. Because if he wants what it was, there was a figure that came out, like 180, right? Yeah, I don't remember. That sounds about right, but it's like I like Kuzma. Shout out to Flint, eight one zero. I just I would rather pay Jeremy than Kuzma personally. Like I think Kuzma's better offensively, but I think defensively, the Pistons. I I, I think I, you know what I'm surprised about. Ever since I tossed out the idea of like Jeremy Grant reunion, don't rule it out. I'm surprised how receptive Pistons fans have been, bro. Like I haven't seen, I haven't seen anybody against it. I was, I'm actually been kind of shocked. One million percent agreed. There hasn't been one person who was like, "This James guy is an idiot. He's just pumping stuff for no." A hundred percent. Because in the moment, like I felt like people were like slowly like getting frustrated with Jeremy Grant for whatever reason. Uh, somebody, why did you just side eye somebody like that? I didn't. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I haven't seen any any pushback like not on my reporting but just like no i don't want jeremy I, it's been fairly positive from what i've seen same people, guy who was people would welcome it same guy who was worried that he was going to get booed when he came back you he's the only he's the only recent piston i can remember that hasn't gotten booed dre gets booed blake gets booed did bruce get booed i'm trying to remember i don't I don't think people cared enough. Are you really going to boo a guy when he's coming off in the second unit? You know what I mean? When he yeah. takes this, you know, I don't think you're going to do I that. I mean, they booed Blake, but Blake that's started that game. Though. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, the Cam I, Johnson thing. You, I, I, let's yeah, let's is, talk about your, that for a what's second. Your, what's your whole, get your shit off. I don't get it. That's what. I, that's it. I don't even have a take. It's just, I, where is this coming from? Is it because he's a wing who's going to be a free agent and that's what the Pistons need and that's it? just through virtue of that, that that's why people are like, we're going to go get him. I don't get it. I would love it. It makes complete sense. But where is this coming from? He's a restricted free agent. The Pistons have money. The Pistons need a wing. Yeah, but he's restricted. Why wouldn't Phoenix pay him? Wasn't that the whole reason that they didn't? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. I've been going this whole time forgetting that he was in that trade. Yeah. But, I mean, why would Brooklyn not pay him again? But it's like, well, everybody has a number. I don't think yeah, Detroit if, would, like, overpay for Cam Johnson, but would they go a little bit over? I mean, possibly. I think he fits a need. I don't I don't know. I, for, I forgot because Brooklyn isn't the whole idea now that people think they're just going to kind of roll it back on the whole D'Angelo Russell era Nets where they're going to be this kind of nitty-gritty team that just has a bunch of dudes that, like, you've, you like like, and they're all just kind of on the same team. I think Cam Johnson yeah. fits that bill. I mean, Mikel has been Yeah, Mikel Bridges, yeah. So... I mean, I, I, if I have a wish list and I'm the Pistons, like I, Cam's on there, uh, how high I don't know, but I, I think it makes sense. Yeah, but at that point, are you not? Would you not then instead rather pay Jeremy Grant? Well, the, I think Jeremy the price tag. Costs I get more. it. It's a price tag. Yeah. Money's not an object here. Who would you rather have? J- Jeremy. Right, because at some point the whole 25-year-old roster thing isn't fun anymore, and you have to get guys who have actually – and I know Cam Johnson has been in the league for, what, like five years now? Yeah, and he was older. Uh, like, I think – I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Cam's, like, 26 already. Did I ever Did I ever officially amend my Karis LeVert take on here? I know I did with you individually, but I don't think I did it on here. Let me just spend 10 seconds on this yeah, while you look it Cam up. Cam Johnson's already 27. Is he really? Yeah, he was – he played – multiple years in college done deal i love it now i remember that's why pistons i remember that's why pistons fans didn't want him in the draft was he a 22 year old in the draft he was up there yeah he was a seku draft no i know he was the same year i just didn't know he was that old the karis lavert thing the the thing because people i didn't realize are not with me on that at all i thought when i said that people were gonna like throw roses in the streets every time i left the house that's not what the case has been for me um i think where i'm at with it now is wouldn't you rather just keep Alec Burks, a guy who knows his role, can and you can laugh if you want. Is this a shrug your sh- I'm not goofing here because what I said to you was Carisilver really likes hero ball, and I just don't have the kind of capacity for that. And Alec Burks is a guy who you could bring him in as an eighth man, and he's got a burner like within the first two seconds. So I think I'd just rather. Also, he's like, what do you want to say, thirty million dollars cheaper? No, not, not annually, that. but. Oh, when it's all said and done, yeah, I'd be curious to see what Karis gets. Like, are you like, are you? Is this part of like a shtick where this is you acknowledging that I was right and you're not saying it? Because no. every time you've brought up the Karis Levert thing, I've re, I've came back at you with why not why Alec Burks? You, yeah, yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. You were right. I'm telling you, like, I'm recanting everything I said. Now, here's the thing: if it happens, I'm going to be the first person that was like, I told you so. But I'm not. <laughs> no, well, I will be, but. I will no longer. Well, touche. I will. I told you so because my friend told you so. <laughs> I will no longer be driving that bus. I'm just yeah. kind of. I've got binoculars on it. You know. That's fair. Um. Yeah, man. I just think it's gonna be. <sighs> Dwayne talked today at practice that the co. Again, and I mentioned this the other day. He's talking like. And I don't know if this is just the approach you have to have or if he knows something. He's talking as if he will be back next year. And he's talking about, and again, I mentioned it on here and I mentioned the story. I think he'll be back as well. Don't know that for a fact. I think, I mean, I think we'll have clarity within the next week. A week from today, yeah, we'll know. Possibly, maybe a little bit longer. Um, 
he's talking about just the philosophy that he and the coaching staff are going to have next season is just going to be they're they're coaching to be a problem. I mean, let me not say not that they weren't trying to do that this year. Next year, the goal it feels like from him is to try to be a playoff team. Like he's not if you're making mistakes, he's going to take you out. He's not going to let guys just keep playing through them. So with that, I think the roster, it sounds like, because he even mentioned cap space today when kind of talking about next year, like the roster, they're going to make changes. And just because they have the possibilities to make changes, and I just want to send reminders, because it's just like when people read, this guy got this, the Lions couldn't give him that. You don't know the situation just because a guy got lower money whatever why couldn't Detroit offer him that it's whatever like you just don't know the situations but Detroit is going to try I think to revamp this roster and whether or not it happens is we'll find out but there are avenues to do so and it just feels like there's going to be some sort of I don't I still don't think there's going to be a major trade but I just keep looking at Jalen Brown man man. Devin Booker keeps wearing keeps wearing Detroit hats every game Shout out to uh, what's his, what are the two guys that the wings of it? Casper and who? Edvinson, the ghost. Oh yeah, Edvinson. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, and then Casper's the eighteen year old, right? The, that the rings. To your point about the Lions, though, what I would Why argue are we shouting them out because they're two awesome dudes for the Red Wings right now. Casper's like okay. eighteen years old, starting yeah, for the yeah. Wings. Youngest dude to start for the Wings since um, I don't remember who. Not Sergey Fedorov. Somebody in like nineteen ninety one. Anyways. The point about the Lions that I want to make, something that you just said is, you know, you know, oh, how could the how could the Lions not pay this guy? The Lions have turned into a team in this offseason where teams are saying that about us, where we keep signing guys for these insane prove it deal contracts. And people are like, how did how could we not pay CJ Garner Johnson? How could we not pay Cam Sutton that we couldn't pay David Montgomery that money? The goal is to become the team that everybody's mad at. And the Pistons, if they play their 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 hand correctly, could be that team. Maybe not this year, but in the future. What do you think? I think so, and that's why drafting is so important, and that's why they've put an emphasis on drafting. And I don't know. This is this is deeper rooted than just this season. Um, it goes back to the rebuild thing, and they've been rebuilding. They've been physically rebuilding, publicly rebuilding for three years, right? I say two because that's when they got the guy or the guy that they think is the guy in Cade the guy don't amend that he's the guy come no, on no no I think I think he's gonna be the guy I'm just he has, has he hasn't played in he's played one season doesn't have to I'm just being politically correct <laughs> damn it uh I and I know everyone's like I can't do this again I can't we need to be this we need to be that I just Sometimes rebuilds take four or five years. I don't expect them to be bad. I just they're going to be young. Like people are acting like this year, they're just not gonna, after this season. They're just not going to be young anymore. They're going to still be young. They just hope that the development takes them to a place where they're competing. Who's even going to play in the summer league? That team's going to stink. I know it doesn't matter, but like, who's even going to be on the team? I'm not going to watch Rodine. I love that you said Rodine. Um, I hate Roden. Don't do it, that. He works hard. Okay. I work hard to do this podcast too. People hate me. <laughs> That's the two way guy you hate? Yes. 
I don't get it, respectfully. I don't understand what he does. I don't get what the experiment... I just don't get it. I don't hate him. I just don't like watching him play, and I wish he wasn't on my team. That's fair, but... But he can come on the show if he wants. I would I would welcome that. He can do that. I, I'd, I'd totally I change my tune that, if he was on I the underst- show. I understand that, but I also don't understand why you don't feel that way about the other one. I don't. It's it, they're all indifferent. If you're a two way guy, honestly, which hey, we're gonna do some. CBA. Well, you have, it's not indifferent based on how you're talking. Yeah, I just don't get. It. I miss Braxton Key. I guess. Oh, well, I can't. All right, we're not gonna go there. But are we talking about? Are we? Ta- are, am I supposed to not like Buddy Beheim because he's like a nepo baby or something? I'm just asking. Why do you have strong opinions on Jarrett Roden, but not? Because I don't think but, he's good. But you think Buddy is? I mean, he was good in college, at least. At least I knew he was good in college. <laughs> he could shoot. Yeah. All right. Um, let's really trying to dance away from this one. Okay, I'll let you do it. No, I just I don't want to go. James isn't saying there's it. A couple, there's a couple. No, no, no. There's a couple ways we could go on that. And it's, <laughs> what? It's, it's not worth the time. Um, let's see. Because the draft pick will be on the team. I mean, if it's Victor, I don't, are we sure Victor plays? If he doesn't, why do you even send the team on the plane? Why even put him out there? Because I think you legally have to. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can choose to sit out summer league. Whoa, well, yeah, new CBA. Maybe CJ McCollum and Grant Williams can write that in. If you if the vibes are bad in Vegas, just you don't have to send your team to Las Vegas. My guess is you league. would. You have to at least do one of them. I would guess, but I don't. I don't know if you could opt out of summer league. I'm gonna ask somebody. That's an interesting thing to it. look into. Yeah, probably not. It. Let's uh let's take a quick break and then we'll jump back into some CBA stuff. What do you say? Do we? Wh- why? We'll be right Are back. You being... <laughs> and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Directv satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on Directv with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on Directv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Directv has the most MLB games. Visit Directv.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Alrighty, James, I said that we were going to be flipping how we're doing this podcast today. I figured we can just do the piston stuff up front. Uh, I saw somebody had a, a comment to you that I did not like. Uh, so I actually flipped the structure of the podcast today because every time I see somebody say something mean about the show, I change how the show works. Uh, structurally so that way if that person ever listens again they'll say hey that nick guy he really took that criticism to heart and he changed the show just for me so yes i did guy um but i wanted to go over wait, wait, wait. what was said and where the guy was like oh you d- 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 waited until the 35 minute mark to bring up Jalen brown yeah it's an hour-long podcast dude that's just how we gotta it's how we gotta do it but we did spend a pretty good chunk of time and some pretty good dot connecting by yours truly, James Edwards III of The Athletic, on how Jalen Brown could end up in Detroit. 
It just bothered. Hey, buddy, me. have you ever heard of fast forward? Yeah, get rolled, kid. I wanted like to spend. You, know, a f- you can know you can skip things if you like. Wanted to spend a few minutes here because I think this new CBA is kind of a banger, actually, and just kind of goes to to show that the NBA is just the best league. And I kind of wanted to know where you're going to start. Okay, genius. Where am I going to start? The marijuana thing. You know, here's what's interesting to me about (laughs) players being allowed to smoke weed. And I think I'll have to look into this a little bit more because the more I think about it, the more I think maybe it was more. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't OJ Mayo get banned just because he was smoking weed or was he doing something else? I can't recall. I don't think it was weed, though. Oh, okay. So don't call OJ Mayo then. Don't reinstate him. Although he did get reinstated, right? Like years ago. Uh, maybe. I think you're thinking of Tyreek Evans. I think I am thinking of Tyreek Evans. Yeah, he was the substance. Like his was, uh, perf- I think his was performance enhancements, I think. Who cares? Do you care? Let's be real for a second. Yes, if- I do care. Why? I think there is. Uh, uh, you're trying to get me in trouble. I'm, I'm not baiting you at all. You Can I give you my spiel on PEDs? Sure. Why do we watch these sports, especially baseball of all sports? Why are you watching baseball? You're trying to watch dude, dudes like crank 500 footers. So if a dude's juicing, let him take some HGH. LeBron's been taking it for 20 years, and now he's the leading scorer, and he's all of our goats of like an entire generation. So who cares? He'll never be my goat because of that uh, assumption that you made that I don't know is to be true or not true. But um, Wink, wink. I don't know that to be true or not true, but I I have questions. I'll say that. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a I'm, I'm not a performance enhancement guy. I think uh, I think baseball and basketball is a little different because agreed. But where what are we talking about? Why so players being allowed to smoke weed is great. I think is what we were trying to get along. Yeah, until uh, somebody until somebody. Uh, pulls up from three with the reddest of eyes like i i agree that they should be able to smoke weed i just hope that it's i hope i just hope it's done responsibly like i hope there's not an issue where a guy just smells like opening tip just smells like he just hit two blunts before he steps on the floor yeah they got to regulate it in some way where they're like hey like you know if it's game day don't be a knucklehead you know what i mean although yeah i mean you would you would hope that they you would hope so I just, I, I, I am a, I don't, I don't smoke weed, but I'm a proponent of it. Like do whatever you, like it's not, it's harmless. I just worry about the perform, like some people can probably play ball on it. Some people probably can't. I just hope people know themselves and it doesn't like impact the product. What do you think about this in-season tournament thing? Cause I'm still just not on board with it. I think it's so dumb. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Again, unless you, in, unless you allow the G League to infiltrate, um, you allow like the Mexican Basketball League, the yeah. Canadian Basketball, like make it like, if you really want to make it like soccer, uh, like you need to have the David versus the Goliaths. Like otherwise, it's the same teams. Why are they playing a tournament? Like it's, I don't. It makes no sense to me. I, I'm. I have no it. it I have no interest in it, to be honest with you. Sixteen no of these teams already play a tournament between April and June. 
You know what right. I mean? Why do we need one? So I agree with you. If you if you're all about like the globalization of the sport, why not throw in some like I don't know some international teams? Is that not cool? Make it a whole make it a whole deal. Not like a FIBA thing, but like you know, like throw yeah, Real Madrid versus the Knicks. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how like the regulation with that works. But I, but even if you do like. Imagine like the Grand Rapids. What are they? The gold now? The Grand Rapids gold. gold. Yeah, yeah. What if the Lakers have to play in Grand Rapids? Like, you know how cool that would be. You pack the five thousand Van Ann or whatever it's called arena. Van Andel, yeah. Yeah, the the Lakers are in town. Like that's how it is. European soccer, like in the in the FA Cups and stuff. Tottenham goes and plays at Millington, a little schoolyard. Like that's what's interesting about it. That's what what would make it interesting. Not. The same teams playing each other for five hundred thousand dollars per person. Like I don't, I did. I don't. I don't. It, it's whatever. It's for, the season to me. I feel like they closed the Delta Plex. I might be wrong. I don't know where the Gold play because the Drive played at the Delta Plex. I'm assuming that's where the Gold play. Um, I think so. But that would be hilarious. Throw LeBron in there. It would basically be like a um. What are the what are I'm tr- like a pro am game? It was essentially what the what it would look like in there. Um, some other things that the league is doing, eliminating restrictions that limited teams to two designated Supermax contracts, which is huge uh, for the Pistons in the future because we're going to need a handful of those. But mainly if you're a team like Cleveland, because right now that's kind of what their biggest issue is going to end up being, you additionally have the league and the Players Association agreeing to reduce the uh, the time that's allotted for a team to match a restricted agent's contract from 48 hours to 24 hours, which is great because even though it's always, you know, that just if you're like a writer for like Piston Powered or like Detroit Bad Boy, if you're w- working for one of those sites, you know, and you need that daily pump, it does give you more time to speculate. But I've always said, what do you need? What, what, what can't you figure out? in 48 hours that you can't just do in 24. I worded that poorly, but you know what I mean? The two day thing has always been weird. So this way we're really just, you know, moving the horse along. This is only a good change. I'm going to ask you a question. Hit me. Can you say what you just said again? All of that? You want me to say all of that? I had to send a text. I'm sorry. So the next one that I'm looking at here (laughs) is an increase. God forbid we just went on a whole thing about two-way guys. Two-way guys are inherently valuable, okay? They have a spot in this league. The thing I'm looking at right here, Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso, Duncan Robinson, Anthony Lamb, Jose Alvardo, Lou Dort. You know, two-way guys exist in this league, and they can make a pretty big impact. So they yeah. they have increased the amount of two-ways that you can have on your team from, what, two to three. I like that. I like it. We just yeah. need better two-way guys. Can we talk about that for a second as it pertains to the Pistons? Yeah, let's do it. When they have 15, they have 15 main roster guys, correct? Just to, I think this is where you're going to go with it. It is, it makes no difference to me who our two-way guys are because in an ideal world, those aren't the guys who are contributing. Well, there's that. And it's like people getting up in arms about them not utilizing their two ways. When they have a 15 man roster in which, 11 of them are 24 and under. Like, Yeah. They have enough young developmental guys. <laughs> I don't understand people up in arms. You, the two-way makes more sense to me when you have a veteran team and you don't have as much room to give time to the young guys or you James want to experiment. Yeah, 
well, I wouldn't give Wiseman a two way, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like if well, you're sorry, yeah, if you're the Bucks, like who, when do the Bucks have time to? They need to have guys in case a guy gets hurt. They need to have another guy that can play. Like when you have already have ten guys who are, for lack of a better term, young men, children in the NBA. Yeah. I don't understand everybody being up in arms about the two ways not being uh, the most utilized this season. Yeah, I mean, you use the Bucks as an example. I think that's a pretty good one because the year that they won a championship, it was Sam Merrill and Jordan Wara. And it's like now Jordan Wara is like a, well, was like a legit contributor for that team. Kind of, though. I kind of fell out of love with him pretty quick. That experiment stopped being fun to me. But those two-way contracts are valuable. But ultimately, I agree with what you're saying because even when it was somebody like Saban or when it was like, you want a real throwback like Jordan Bone? Like I never cared. Like or yeah, Jordan Bone. Yeah. What did you just say? These. I'm not. Good. That's bait. Like Jordan no, Bone. Was, Jordan Bone was really fast, and like that was fun. But if it's one of those things where like if you are caring that much about the 16th guy who is like not getting enough run, yeah, that doesn't really matter to me. So do I actually care if our two way guys are good? No, because they're probably not supposed to be. That's why they're on two way contracts. And I, and I don't I don't think it's necessarily like them being good or them being bad. I think people there are people who wish how do I say this? Uh I think there were people that wish they were used differently by this team and understandably so I just don't understand the gripe this year. Like they have too many guys that are on their roster that are too important to their future to play. Like there wasn't there's not room I guess there is now with a week left, but like there's not who gives a shit? Like they have to so many other young guys that they need to develop. The other big change, and we can finish with this one, is that if you are seventeen and a half million dollars over the cap line. So you're in the, into the luxury tax, right? You hit that second apron, as they like to say. Learned that phrase this weekend. I have split thoughts on this one, but go ahead and finish. You are unable to use the mid-level exception in free agency. You cannot move cash and trades. You cannot move first-round picks and drafts that are seven years away. And you can't participate in the buyout market. That seems harsh, but I guess if you're spending that much money and you are $18 million over the line, there has to be some legitimate penalty for doing that, you know? Yeah. So I'm torn here. Um, I think generally I like it only because, like, you don't want this to turn into the Premier League where it's, like, four teams at the top just spending ridiculously and there's really no penalty for doing so other than just, like, forking out more money. So I do like that there are less incentives – to spend super duper amounts. But with that said, I also don't necessarily love um, that they're discouraging owners to spend to be good. So it's like a two way street. Like everybody bitches or excuse me. That was hard. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I woke. I just, I had a nap today. I'm a little cranky. I apologize for my language. Everybody complains about um, my owner doesn't spend enough. He doesn't spend enough. If we're going to be, and I'm not talking about Detroit. I'm just saying, like, the fans speak in general. Um, like, p- fans have this popular notion that the owner doesn't spend enough. So now you're, like, de-incentivizing or de-incentivizing, de-incentivizing. Uh, uh, owners to, to spend more, which is, eh, I don't love that. But at the, on the other end, I don't, also don't want it to become, like, um, just absolutely like the Premier League where – 
the top teams just spend ludicrous amounts of money and it's it's over the top. Well, two things. One, yeah, it's good because in a world where like Jeff Bezos buys the Supersonics or something, you know, this way he can't just use he can't just funnel all his Amazon money and be like I can literally buy whatever I want in this league and there's nothing that you can do to stop me. Oh, I'm a hundred million over the tax line. That's cool. It doesn't matter. That's a drop in the bucket for me. Like that's cool. But okay, so now Jeff Bezos can't trade a pick that's like seven years down the line. Why are we even allowed to do that? That's not even real. Why is there like what who dictates how far in the future you are allowed to trade a pick? You know what I mean? Like, what is the actual answer? Because I know if you play like 2K, what is it, like five years or something like that? But if I am if I call Sam Presti right now and I'm like, we have this 2046 second rounder. What do you, are you like? Do you want to bite on this? Like, how far down the line can you actually do that? Why are you even allowed to do seven years? That's ridiculous. The yeah. average lifespan of a person sitting in the general manager position is hardly seven years to begin with. Why are you letting them move a pick that they probably won't even have the job for? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do. I think it's a, I don't know. I feel split on that one. Hmm. I, maybe that means it's good. You can't, you can't pick a side. I think it's just dumb. I just think, I mean, it's good. It's, it's, it hurts teams. Like if you do a Milwaukee versus golden state thing, right. And if Joe Lacob goes over the tax versus the, you know, the, the little pool of owners that Milwaukee has, who do you think is affected more by that? Probably Milwaukee. Cause do you know how much easier it is to convince someone to go live in California, live in NorCal, live in the Bay? It's a lot easier to do that than to tell them to go live in Milwaukee and the buyout market thing. I think is that's only good. I think that's really fun because it's like, that's fine. If you want to pay for this team, that's who you're paying for, but you're rolling with that. You are not getting anybody else the rest of the way. If some of these contracts don't work out, good luck because you are not picking anybody else up after these buyouts start happening. I think that is a great little middle finger to those teams. Yeah, see, I like. I kind of do think I like that because – like you said, like you're going to spend all this money, but then you still need to go get the top buyout guy. Right. Like, yeah. Right. Like, but then on the other end, does it hurt a team like Detroit where maybe Blake Griffin doesn't take a buyout because the team he wants to go to spent way too much money? And now he's like, all right, now I'm just going to stay here and you have to pay me. Are guys less hesitant to take buyouts now in those situations? More hesitant. You mean right? more hesitant? Yeah, yeah more. He- I'm sorry. Are, are guys more hesitant to take buyouts now yeah. in those situations if they can't go to specific teams that are title contenders now because of it? That could wow. hurt. The, that could hurt the smaller markets. You know what, what I mean? an interesting can of worms this could open up. I think though, I think it does just kind of invite more like fiscal savviness when constructing these rosters. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think I'd be surprised if many teams go. Was it the second apron? Seventeen and a half million. Yeah. Over like I, yeah. I just don't think it's gonna be like a regular thing. Like how many teams? And I I don't have the payroll in front of me. I don't know. But like how many teams really get that close? I know Milwaukee's close, if not over. I don't know. Golden State's probably been that at that point for like what eight years now. Yeah, and that's pretty much like it. That's all tied up in like four guys too. By the way, and I also I I have an issue with the the golden state thing there needs to be some type of exception or incentive for guy for teams that 
keep the homegrown talent. Ooh. And like the Warriors shouldn't be penalized because they drafted Steph, Draymond, and Clay. Like that's ridiculous. Like they they did what you're supposed to do. Sorry, our scouting department is so good. Yeah, like what do we? And the other teams are so dumb that they let Steph fall to seventh. Yeah, I was gonna say because it's not like these are all one no, number one picks. Like these are all dudes that they actually had to do their homework on. None of them were top five guys. No, no. Draymond was early second, right? Yes. Clay was late lottery. I think he was like 11 or something. Yeah. No, that, I'm sorry. That's just his number. No, he was. Was he it was 11? Or, he was 10, yeah, or, okay. 10 or 11. Yeah. Or maybe nine, but late lottery nonetheless. Um, and Steph was seven. Surely. To Johnny Flynn. Surely, you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows CJ McCollum. You got to get him on the, on the horn, pitch him this idea. Cause I think this is a good take. Yeah. I just, I, and that's why I've always had the issue with people calling the Warriors a super team. Like even pre KD, it's like, they're not a super team. They didn't come together via uh, the different. They didn't come together like the Heatles. Like they were drafted there. Yeah. We, we don't smear the Warriors of this uh, public, whatever word I'm trying to look for. Like don't make them call them a super team because they drafted well. That's not. That's not what a super team is. We've spent the last like five minutes being like, stop being mean to the Warriors. It's not their fault they're so good. Sorry, you guys can't draft as, as well as the Warriors. Uh, am I crazy that I want Steph to get one more? I could I could one-up you. I want him to win all of them. I want I mean, him to I win all of them. I do too, but I also like... I know I'm in, I feel like I'm in the minority with that. I want to watch Steph at the highest level as much as possible. I agree. I need to amend Until, what I just said. Yeah. it's I need Giannis to win all of them because that's my guy. Like I think, I think there's a point in like 10 years where i'm gonna look at Giannis and be like you are the best anything i have ever seen in any sport ever i love him more than anything i think one more for steph i'd be fine with but then everything else goes to Giannis, and then cade and then cade once Giannis gets his and he's full then cade gets his what's your let's end on this pick your ideal finals i i i mean i'm not even i think Pick Probably. your pick your your basketball nerd finals and then like your fan final, like that's different for me. How's the how are the Pels looking in the um? They're in the plan right now, right? I don't know. The standings yeah. are so weird. Yes, they are. They've been on a Brandon Ingram right. Oh, Thirty points in like ten straight has two triple doubles for the first time in his career. I love Bi man. I oh my god, so I'm good. A big big Bi fan. Junkie finals, Pels. Boston. What is this? What word did you say? Junkie finals. What the hell does junkie finals like mean? Like basketball junkie finals. Oh, okay, okay. Would be New Orleans and Boston. And Why then Boston. I, Tatum. I need to see Tatum and Ingram on that level, right. on that stage. Uh, Literally right. just those two dudes. Also, like, That'd be fun. let's see Zion do something on, you know what I mean? Like, let's get people to shut up a little bit about Zion. Let's see Zion let's give play him that. before we do that, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is let's see Zion play on that stage, and then let's see how it goes. But I also think even though this is the one that I do want the most in my heart, I also think this is a pretty big basketball junkie final, is Golden State-Milwaukee. Like, those are just high-level players top to bottom. You have you have yeah. the Dante DiVincenzo versus Milwaukee revenge tour in Why play. Why do you do that every time? Every time. That's high-level basketball, high-level players. You got Dante DiVincenzo, Bucks. Like, nobody's going to – ESPN will forget that Dante was a buck. There's not going to be an ESPN sideline reporter special on Dante's time in Milwaukee. I would argue that's the problem with mainstream media. 
is that they don't cover the stories that the viewer actually wants to hear about, like Dante DiVincenzo revenge <laughs> stories against the Milwaukee Bucks. In the finals. In the NBA finals. Uh, my basketball nerd one is Bucks Nuggets. Yeah. Good like one. I, I think that would be the the best basketball series. The fan pick would be in the Western Conference Finals. I'm gonna do this. I want I want Warriors, Pelicans, and whoever comes out comes out. Okay. In the East, I want uh, Boston because again, I love Tatum, and J- I love Jalen Brown. Um, I don't know. The East doesn't have as many likable teams. Milwaukee, the most likable team of the last. Like, I like Milwaukee, years. but like, I'm trying to. Is there any like? Is there even any fun? Like, who's the most? Like, I'm not talking <laughs> about like dominant team, but like, who's like the most like? Who's the Pelicans of the East that everybody right, would be? Who's Pel's East? Yeah. Is it? Cle- okay, Cleveland. Cleveland. Cleveland's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Yeah, I would go Cleveland. 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 Uh, Cleveland Boston would be my my fun one. I'd only root for that because I'd love I love that Cleveland has formed an identity post LeBron for like I'm the surprised first time. You didn't in, say Kings in the West. You know what's funny? I was I was I was gonna leave them out because I was gonna be like, sorry, Mark Tatum, we'll have to talk about your team on a different day. But shout out to the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, they they finally did it. And Keegan Murray, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are keeping score at home about who does and who does not know how to draft on this podcast, Keegan Murray just broke uh, an NBA record for most threes by a rookie uh, in their well in their rookie season. So suck on that, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are people. I don't understand. Hard to doubt a guy who was drafted fourth. You know, I'm not really doing too many laps on that one because no, like he was like, a top five under- pick. I didn't, but I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand why people like were just we better not draft Keegan Murray. Why, like why? Cheap. I don't know, man. Shout out to the Bartlesteins. Shout and out shout Kings. out to Keegan. Shout out to the Kings. <laughs> shout out to the people of Sacramento. Don't shout out Sacramento as a as a city, but shout out to the people. Um, shout out. Sure. Shout out. Are we, to, are we you know doing this? Are we just do... doing shout outs right now? No, you know what I need to do next week? Remind me before we record. Um, I need to re, I need to update my favorite NBA. I need to update like my NBA cities. Word. Okay. That'll be a good end of season. You know, yeah. va- you know, where were you at this year that you really enjoyed? Also, let's do a quick, quick update. There is a chance uh, that next week's episode will come out on Wednesday. There's a chance that it will be a day late. So if you, if it's not in your your pod boxes on Tuesday morning, don't worry. It will be there on Wednesday. Um, or maybe, depending on, it might be late next week. I guess we'll just say that. And maybe we'll put it out ASAP on Tuesday whenever we're able to record. But we might not have time uh, over the weekend. Exit interviews are going to be a thing. So TBD on that. And yes. you can expect uh, player grades, and uh, we'll be power ranking some of the cities that you guys live in, according to James's uh, travel visits this year. Are you yes. are you putting Paris on the list? Nah, I can't do that. I okay, can't do that. just uh, just NBA cities. How has that trip sat with you? Do a quick ten seconds on it. Like, do I? You miss it? 
I'm glad I went. Um, I was telling somebody the other day, I wouldn't, I would go to other places before I went back, but I'm glad I went. I enjoyed it. It still feels kind of surreal. Just again, I didn't travel a bunch until I got this job. So just kind of this kid from Flint going to like Paris for work is kind of like cool, but, uh, well, I'm old as crap now, but I'm not a kid anymore, but, um, you're not that old. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I went. Uh, I'll never forget. It was cool. To sp- my sister went with me, uh, and we had never done anything like that, so that was cool to kind of spend that time together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I, I enjoy it. Missing I those snails. It. I know that. Yeah, shout out to Escargo. I miss you. I mean, I need some Escargo in my life. Is work in Michigan, can I get some good Escargo? I'm fancy. Uh, where's like the French place in in Michigan? Like Charlevoix. I'm not going to no damn Charlevoix. It's like in the. Yeah, you'd have to probably go to Northern Michigan for that. Yeah. No. Where's Charlevoix? Up north, I think. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you could rate five stars. Shout leave out to a review, Charlevoix. Subscribe Shout out to Saint Ignis. If you're feeling generous. Shout out to Ross Common. If you're listening to this on Spotify. Gaylord. Oh, yeah, nice. Grayling. You can, you can also leave five stars. Marquette. Iron Mountain. We will catch you guys. Iron right, out of cities. Up In the next cities. one. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 